0: It's John Roach here. This is a very special episode of Yarn. Unlike our other episodes, I'm trying to edit this one together as quickly as I can because time is a factor. So please excuse the slack bang approach.
1: It started early this morning. The Russian assault on Ukraine began with missile attacks on key targets. sirens wailed across the Ukrainian capital. The assault on this sovereign nation so long expected
0: has finally come and everything has changed. I'm recording this on the 1st of March 2022. It's been six days since the Russian army started its invasion of Ukraine. Right now, Russian forces are reported to be a few miles outside the capital, Kiev. Regular listeners to the podcast we will know that we produced two episodes from Ukraine. If you listened to our episode in 2019, when we visited the Chernobyl exclusion zone, you should recognize this voice.
1: You can ask me any kind of questions and I will try to be correct and I will try to give only facts.
0: This is our tour guide from back then. I reached out to him a few days ago to see if he was all right. I got this message back yesterday.
1: Hi John, hello, thank you very much for your message, thank you very much, right now I'm sorry I can't give you the normal correct answer because uh, we heard a few minutes ago uh, three strong explosions uh, somewhere near the city, uh, I don't feel myself really comfortable at the moment, uh, we will talk uh, tomorrow alright uh, and we will continue tomorrow, thank you very much for understanding because I am really nervous at the moment. Thank you very much. I I am happy to hear from you.
0: I was delighted today when I saw a message appear on my phone from him. He agreed to exchange some voice notes with me and give me an update on what he's been up to since we last saw each other, what's been happening in, in the Chernobyl exclusion zone, and what it's like to be living in Kiev six days after the invasion.
1: It would be better for me...
0: Uh, if this co- podcast will be incognito, like, you will not publish my name. He also still wanted to remain anonymous.
1: We don't know how everything is going to finish later and uh, what what will be in fact. So uh, because of this, once again, like in the last time, it would be better for me if you will not publish the name of the person whom you talk about. Just you can tell, like, your, your
0: friend from Kiev and it will be enough, I think. so. What follows are our voice notes to each other. I wasn't quite sure where to start. Uh, just I'm just kind of wondering, how, how are you getting on? Where are you? How was last night? Maybe if we just start there, uh, if you don't mind. Well, uh,
1: thank you very much. Right now I'm Ky- in Kyiv. Uh, last night was, go- was good. First time in the last five days I slept peacefully that night. But uh, at 22 o'clock, 10 p.m., uh, it was strong explosion, 5 or 7 kilometers from Kyiv in city Brovary and we heard it. it's like 15 kilometers from
0: my house the last time I was out there was what well, was October 2019 I think it was I'd just be interested to know what happened since then did you keep doing tours in Chernobyl I know that the tours got shut down with COVID I imagine did they get started again I'm pers- I know that the Russians have basically gone into Chernobyl since Do you know anything more about that or or what's going on in the zone?
1: So yes, uh, step by step, uh, after 2019 it was the best season because uh, in the spring of 2018 we saw the uh, drama series of Chernobyl uh, explosion. Yes, HBO TV serial, five episodes and of course amount of visitors rise up two times. In 2020, we expected to have 200,000 visitors, but unfortunately COVID started uh, in the beginning of 2020, all around the planet, world pandemia.
0: The zone was closed to tourists, so in the meantime, our friend found other work as a real estate agent.
1: With uh, a great pleasure. I'm waiting for returning of tourists to Ukraine, to the exclusion zone, because when I do tours in the zone, I feel myself like on a day off. Uh, for me, it's the best job in the world, and I'm absolutely happy with that job. Uh, to spend the uh, time outside on a fresh air, of course, inside of a radioactive place, but <laughs> all in all, uh, everything has its price. Uh, I like this job very much. For me, it's like a vacation for money with the friends. It's it's good uh, to make the job you like. Of course, you are, you can call yourself a happy human being.
0: So our tour guide was super excited when the zone opened up again.
1: In 2021 season, uh, amount of tourists start to return back. It was all loss of booking for spring from the beginning of spring, today's first day of spring. It was a lot of booking and uh, people all around the world want to check how the nuclear power plant and area around. But of course, all of them should cancel their trip, their journey because of Russian occupation.
0: This morning, the Chernobyl nuclear
1: site in Ukraine is now under the control of Russian troops. The, the Chernobyl zone uh, was occupied by Russian forces in the first day on the 24th of February, 2022, on the first day of war in the evening, they were occupied. So, uh, in, as I heard, Ukrainian army did not uh, make any kind of battles over there just to save the territory, not to let radioactive elements rise up in the air. But, of course, all of these war machines, tanks and hammers uh, and all of these uh, big trucks, yes, uh, uh, all of them move right now uh, through the exclusion zone and, uh, uh, as we heard, the level of radiation have risen up even more uh, workers of, of nuclear power plant stay inside and keep keep doing their job but uh, they can't let uh, Russians don't let them to go so they just should do as things what they hear from Russian soldiers I will send you right now a few videos first will be uh, like tanks, you, rem- you will remind the place you will remember the place, it's a sign with the name of city, city Pripyat By the way, as you remember, we always make a short, short stop. Uh, Our speed of our bus is a little bit slowly. it's near the red forest to the
0: right side. Sure enough, I remember the area very well in the video. I stood there a couple of years ago. Now, Russian military vehicles sped down the road past the same spot.
1: The war machines move through the exclusion zone.
0: I asked our friend why he thought the Russians wanted to control the exclusion zone. Did they want to utilize the power plant in some way, turn it into a weapon?
1: It's uh, uh, they they invaded territory of exclusion zone only because of geographical. Uh, situation not to control the nuclear power plant they need to start over there it will be they will be will be more close to Kyiv and the nearest to Kyiv from the left side from Dnieper will be Chernobyl exclusion zone if they decided to go to invade Ukraine not from territory of exclusion zone on the uh, right bench of river uh, they should make a bigger circle to get to Kyiv. Russians are really strange strange uh, guys uh, that uh, they are cheated by their dictator who ruled the country for 21 year so uh, no changes and he's he's really crazy (laughs) that guy is really crazy and of course uh, Belarus nowadays also enemy of Ukrainians because they let Russian soldiers to move through their territory and for example if we will talk about leader of Belarus alexander lukashenko he ruled belarus from 1994. just imagine yourself 27 years and when i was in belarus i was in belarus like 15 times even 20 years ago in 2001st year i heard from belarusians that they are tired of lukashenko it was 20 years ago imagine yourself
0: did you did you have any inkling that this would have happened that putin would have actually invaded did you think this was a bluff like a lot of people did or did you see this coming
1: well talking honestly we have a war with russians for the last eight years they invaded ukraine in 2014 they take territory of crimea where i lived my parents and uh, for example before 2013 i visited crimea six times per year now after 2014 i never i i did not been there it's very hard to call the borderline, no trains anymore, uh, soldiers will ask you too much questions. Uh, of course, uh, we have a battles for Donetsk and Lugansk for the last 8 years and 15,000 soldiers of Ukraine forces were killed during these 8 years of battles. <coughs> Ukrainian army is 25th strongest in the world. According to the official information, Russian army is second or third strongest in the world. So, of course, it's hard to to struggle with these guys, but all you know, we we do it. So, uh, how did we expect the Russian invasion? Uh, Well, some people expect, some people did not expect. I thought that it's close to unreal that russia will invade ukraine that russia will try to take kiev to put here the government i thought that it's like wow are you crazy guys it's impossible because you should know that for example both of my uh grandfathers were soldiers yes uh One of them uh, was a Soviet soldier uh, and uh, most of his career here was a soldier of Soviet Union and uh, from the childhood we heard that Ukraine, Belarus and Russia is like a family, like three brothers younger. Belarus, middle brother Ukraine and older brother Russia because bigger yes. and we will always support each other because we were together during the first world war, we were together during the second world war We didn't expect that Russia will... I I didn't expect because I always thought that war costs too much for government and it's the best way to destroy the economy life of people so maybe battles will be somewhere for Donetsk and Lugansk region, but that they will invade Kyiv. I did not expect that. But all in all, from the last summer, we start to hear such an information that the Russians are prepared for invasion. We thought that they just try to show their power and not more, like, like to shake muscles, yes. But uh, well, it was really strange decision. Now they see the result. From my point of view, it's really, of course, hard to struggle with Russian army. And I think that till now, they didn't show their best. But all in all, they're really surprised with the results they have here. You should know that uh, Ukrainian spirit is very strong. All of us were born uh, fighters. All of us were born soldiers. All of us uh, were born independent. And uh, we have no other option Uh, we can't lose this war we can only win and it's just a question of time when we will celebrate our victory you should also understand that even if uh, official uh, official Russian army will destroy absolute Ukrainian army uh, they would they should also kill all of Ukrainians because now all of Ukrainians go on the streets uh, they're trying to stop the Russian forces. Now all of Ukrainians, most of male are volunteers and uh, someday they will have weapons and when the Russian soldiers or Russian government will move through the streets, even in peace times, they would be afraid because from every window they can be killed. This is what actually Ukrainians consist of. You should know that in our land, on our territory, it's enough free place. And uh, none of these Russian soldiers, uh, as we used to call them, Russian pig, none of them will ever return back home. For them will be enough place in our soil. It will be a fertilizer for potato, for grass, for trees. And uh, next spring soil will be better with the help of Russian bodies.
0: What's your personal plan? Are you going to stay in Kyiv, stay in Ukraine? Do you have a plan on, on what you're gonna do next? I stay in Kyiv,
1: at my house, at, at my flat. And I'm um, just, uh, well, at this moment I'm keep, keep watching what's gonna be next. Maybe I will go and fight for my city. I didn't decide it yet, but I'm not a professional soldier and never was in army, so I don't know even how to shoot. What can I do with them? But all in all, I can make some cocktails, like uh, burning cocktails. like and uh, something, something to support people of a volunteer so maybe i will go and do it all in all we will never give up we will never put our hands down um, we will fight for our country we will fight for our cities for our house for our families for our children and for our wives we will never give up this is what ukrainians consist of and of course we have a new law that now male uh, from age 18 up to 60 are not allowed to leave the territory of country that's why I can't go abroad and uh, it's but a little bit for me senseless to go for example to uh, Western Europe just to stay somewhere in the village I will stay here protecting my, my flat in case of something We will see, we don't know what's gonna be tomorrow yesterday we heard bumps two days ago we heard. We hear them every night so we, I can't make any plans for the future, right now, I want I will show you uh, the video I made on the next day or maybe two days after the war started. Well, dear friends, right now you see the results of Russian occupation. What actually happened in one kilometer from my house at this night? So part of building was damaged, and uh, after the crash of missile, Russian forces, of course, building were damaged and. Um, Five people get injured, as I heard none of them died, but destroyed, half destroyed building. All the windows are broken and now it's pretty cold, it's zero degrees Celsius in Kiev.
0: Are, are there food still in the shops? Is I think starting to run out?
1: So here I send you a video from the supermarket nowadays.
0: Our friend filmed himself walking around his local supermarket. It's empty of people and all the fresh food is gone. Bare shelves are everywhere.
1: It's uh, like 15% from the, uh, from the amount of food we have before the war started. So, every day it's less and less food and now it's impossible to find milk, cheese, bread or something like that. Now, supermarkets are empty. We will check what's gonna be tomorrow. I'm pretty well prepared, so I have food for the next like 10, 11, 15 maybe days, but not more.
0: Is the power still on? Is the internet still working? All those utilities, are they still all okay? We have internet,
1: we have Wi-Fi connection of course. Everything is working except small amount of products in the supermarkets. And of course public transport is not working and we're not allowed to leave home from 8 o'clock in the evening up to 8 o'clock in the morning. So 12 hours uh, for citizens to move around but you should be with passport and you're not allowed to go too far away and you can cross city kiev using only two bridges from five bridges and it's a big crowds and car will be checked so it's a military time
0: people uh, on our media have been talking a lot about your president saying he's doing a great job that he's gathering loads of arms and he's uh, got loads of countries to do sanctions i'm not sure how good that is yet to you but um what are your general thoughts on the EU and and your and your president at the moment?
1: Well, right now at this moment, of course, president show himself like a real leader who did not run away from here uh, using first uh, op- uh, opportunity for this who is still not afraid and of course now more people trust him as it was 5 days for example before. And uh, in fact, now uh, nowadays the Russian invasion just make all ukrainians together we just feel ourselves much better as a one nation and we will be trying for example actually as i see of course in social media to help in a, every possible way but uh, talking uh, about european union i don't know what actually it will be what's what it will be new for me mm, i don't feel these changes i i see only like talking on tv on uh, news well i don't know do, do we really receive the help which they promised us and uh i don't know how uh, sanctions will help us in the nearest future maybe later russia will be not so powerful but uh, i think like uh exists a proverb like uh, when brothers are fighters to fighting to the death uh, someone from outside will live in their house i hope you got the idea what i want to say I think, of course, I think, of course, that if uh, people that know how to struggle, that know how to kill Russian animals, if they will decide to uh, help us, they are welcome. They are very, very welcome.
0: And what's that like? Do you have, like you were mentioning before, that um, obviously Belarus and Russia and Ukraine have, shared history shared families do you have friends in russia right now or even family members
1: yes i have three people from russia and of course uh, all of these people have a good salary they are well educated they travel a lot they have what to compare how how russians live and how live europeans how live people in china or in africa or in uh, United States in Europe. These guys have a good uh, life experience, and all of them understand the real situation. My friends are always uh, support me, and all of them hate Putin. All of them waiting when he when he gonna die. But uh, all of them say that we are not like Ukrainians. We can't go on the streets and kill the government. Which our power is not enough. Same say say Belarusians. Uh, it's not enough. Ukraine always fight for its freedom. Every 10 years we have a revolution (laughs) looking for freedom, yes. But uh, no, no revolutions in Belarus and Russia. The dictators are too strong. And every year they get stronger and stronger. All of my friends uh, from Russia really support us. All of them want the war war to be finished. Because uh, most of the Russian soldiers who are here? They, they don't understand what they're uh, fighting for. We have uh, very same culture, or Russians and Ukrainians. Most of them are Christians Orthodox. Uh, they speak uh, Ukrainian. Speak also Russian language, uh, not only Ukrainian. So now uh, brothers killed brothers. Of course, like we can't. Uh, call nowadays Russians like our brothers but uh, be sure, normal people who have connection to internet, who travel somehow, who little bit educated, all of them understand that uh, they live nowadays in a big deep S, the biggest in the world S, which is called Russia so most of them don't want this government but they can do nothing with it
0: as our friend said, Ukrainians have to fight for their freedom every 10 years or so. So this isn't his first rodeo. He was on the square in 2014 for the Maidan protests. I live in Kiev, I was born in this city, so of course
1: I helped the people who who make the protests. Of course, I didn't fight, but uh, I was there as a volunteer, so I helped to cook some food and to make some barricades, but I didn't fight. But all in all, uh, it was good experience. We've, we we just we we have a strike for our freedom. We have we are looking for better life. We are look, looking for changes. All of us always hate Yanukovych, and it was a president uh, that Russians put and Putin put on that place. So uh, we don't want that asshole. That president did not know Ukrainian language. He was in a prison two times before he was elected. It was a thief. It was a it was enemy of of country it was not a president even more in in uh, 2004 happened uh, the another previous revolution first revolution uh, i also remember it my school was not in, not far away from that place and i was on that revolution in 2004 after this 2013 14 Now it's two thousand and twenty two once again, the problem started. So every ten nine years, some 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 shit happened.
0: How are you keeping up are you keeping up to date up to date with Russian military movements? Um, are you watching the news constantly? Are people around you giving you updates?
1: And uh, answering your question where where I take the information about the situation around Ukraine. So exist three, resources of information. The official resources of government we're talking mostly about Telegram and Viber chats for a big amount of people. Uh, On YouTube of course official sources of information. Also exist in Telegram a lot of unofficial sources of information but uh, mostly they put information from official resources but of course sometimes uh, Information over there can be for propaganda of course. And uh, of course uh, I do like I search for unofficial uh, resources but a uh, Russian one. and I was there just to understand what, what's the situation from the Russian side. Uh, for example, for example, on the second day uh, I heard that 13 13 uh, soldiers were uh, killed on the island uh, snake, yes Ostrasmini. 13 people fight to the death. Yes, official information of Ukrainian do say them. This, this, but unofficial resources of Russia say that it was 82 people and all of them are alive and uh, they are in Russia now, in like a local prison or something like that.
0: So I don't know where is Druze, where is lie. Coincidentally, just as we are discussing sources of information and the media, A friend of his sends a message.
1: This happened two minutes ago. Just check. It's happened two minutes ago. My friend make me a video message and uh, he heard this explosion. Russian forces have attacked a TV tower in Ukraine's capital. The Kyiv Independent says TV channels have stopped broadcasting. This comes hours after Russia warned it would attack facilities in Kyiv.
0: That's where I left our friend. So he can ring around and make sure all his loved ones are okay. Also, uh, be in touch if you want. If anything else happens and you you want to um, you, you want to update me or anything like that, and otherwise, I'll just say um, uh, best of luck, and I hope you and all your loved ones and all all the people you care about are okay and everything. I hope everything is okay in in the end, however long that is, and I hope you. Uh, I hope you stay safe.
1: Uh, thank you, dear John. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your support. You can text me anytime you want, anytime you need. You can ask me any kind of questions and uh, uh, I will understand it. But
0: just before we finished up, I asked our friend in Kiev if he wanted to say anything directly to my podcast listeners. Most of which I told him are from the UK, Ireland and America.
1: Talking about things I want to say for British or Irish for Scottish people well prayers and uh, supports with messages do not help us the real help is weapons soldiers and money everything else is just uh, like a uh, best wishes for you but <laughs> you can't do anything with these best wishes so uh, you you've got the idea i hope
0: if you would like to help You can make a donation to organisations on the ground and globally who are actively supporting people within Ukraine and refugees seeking safety elsewhere with medical and humanitarian aid. Or you can lobby your government and ask them to give more aid and take in more refugees. Or you can join a protest. In the show notes, I've included a link to a Global Citizen article that details how to do all these things. This has been a story for yarnpodcast.com Produced in Dublin, Ireland by me, John Roach.